Welcome to the Panther Creek Baptist Church podcast, where each week we bring you Pastor Erdie Carter's message from God's Word and help you apply it to your daily life. If you want to join us on Sunday, visit pcbco.org for the time and location. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We're in our series on uh, Pray First, and if you didn't pick up your band out front, you can certainly pick one up if you've lost it. Pick up one. you got a friend, pick up one. But we're at this, se- we're at this time of season where, I, I don't know how it is for you, but sometimes this season of life or this season of the year can be difficult. Um, gets dark soon. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, when we live on central time zone, when we change the, when we, when we fall back, it gets dark at two in the afternoon, seems like. Um, you know, it, it, and, and what happens is we come home from work and it's, it's just dark. And it just kind of, kind of just, you know, if, especially if you're a person who deals with anxiety, then, then it's just, there's no light, there's no, nothing. Um, if you are a person who is stressed easy, uh, this time of year can be stressful. Um, show of hands, how many have people come into your house for Thanksgiving? Yeah, and, and uh, when they come, we have to do all sorts of things. Uh, number one, we have to clean up. Uh, number two, then, then sometimes we're the ones who are doing all the cooking. Uh, we, you know, uh, Blake was telling me about his family gatherings. He has one today, and and how his brother wants certain food items at Thanksgiving: uh, mashed potatoes, uh, turkey on the bone, uh, just just a variety of things. Uh, those things can be stressful, and if you don't do it well, then it's stress. One year, my mother-in-law decided we were not having a traditional Thanksgiving. Uh, so we had succotash, all sorts of things that I didn't eat. That was the first year that Kmart opened on Thanksgiving, and so her parents, it was just typically on Thanksgiving, it was her mom and dad and Pam and I until Drew came along. Uh, her parents and us had gone to Kmart, and they had a little Caesar's pizza, and I leaned over and said, do you think your mother will be offended if I buy a pizza? <laughs> I was hungry. I think her dad was too, but he was afraid. <laughs> You know, you know, it's stress. Um, according to the American Psychology Associates, there are things that people do when they're stressed. Uh, well, let me show you some of these things that, we, that they, uh, the research has proven. You'll see them up here on the screen. 43% of Americans overeat and eat unhealthy food to manage stress. You don't have to testify if you don't want to, right? Um, 36% of Americans skip a meal last month because of stress. That's not me. I typically add a meal or two, right? Um, many Americans report, uh, report watching TV for more than two hours a day. Uh, if you are a smoker, if you drink alcohol, during stressful times you smoke more, you drink more, um, all those things uh, what happens when stress comes on, we, f- we, we try to find comfort in the things that we know well. Uh, I'll never forget, I had an 
officer involved shooting years ago in Glasgow, and I, I didn't agree with the chief. He put the officer back on the street pretty quick. Uh, there should be a timetable in which they need to go through a few things before they go on the street. This particular chief didn't think that was necessary. And so I rode with that officer that night because it was his first night back uh, as uh, on the shift. I believe he smoked 10 cigarettes in the first hour. And I said to him, I said, how many packs are you going through a day? He began to tell me, and I said, how much are you you're drinking energy drink. He goes, why do you care about all this? Because it's making you, you're so stressed, you're doing more than you normally do. And that's, that's what happens in our life. And so at this time of season, people get stressed and we eat more, we, we sleep more, we watch TV more, we, we do all sorts of things. Well, they also gave some interesting insights of what people do for healthy behaviors uh, for dealing with stress. So let's look at some of these. They listen to music. Uh, maybe you've got your favorite music group, you know. Maybe you take yourself back to the, the to the '80s and you and you think of the bear, big hair days and those types of things. I just think about hair, but uh, you know, maybe that's something you do. Um, uh, read. Uh, maybe there's you like to read and find that quiet spot in your house and you you just curl up, curl up, especially at this time of year with a warm blanket and a cup of coffee and a, and a, a book to read. Uh, they also talk about exercise and walking. I don't know about that. Uh, maybe that helps with stress. That's not something I do on a regular basis, but uh, uh, people talk about if you can exercise, that helps with stress. And then spending time with family and friends, unless they're the ones causing the stress, right? But I thought it was interesting, while they were making the list of the good healthy habits, they they ended with one more, and they ended with prayer. And I thought, that's interesting that this organization, that's not a, not a faith-based organization, recognizes the power of prayer. We'll see that this morning in Paul's word to the church at Ephesus. He has talked about preparing for the spiritual war battle preparing for the battle that's going to come. And as he, as he talks about it, we'll read through how he tells us to prepare for the spiritual battle. We're really not going to spend any time there, but we'll read it just to give us some context. But as you'll notice at the end, he spends three verses talking about prayer. In other words, it's important to pray when you are faced with a spiritual battle. And sometimes... Prayer is our last resort when it should be our first response. And so if you have your Bibles and you're at uh, Ephesians chapter 6, would you stand as we read God's Word together? You'll see it on the screen. You'll have it in your hand or on a phone. Beginning of verse 10, Paul says, Finally, be strengthened by the Lord by His vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist the evil day, having prepared 
having prepared everything to take your stand. Verse 14, stand, therefore, with the truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like the armor on your chest, your feet uh, sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Notice verse 18. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. Stay alert with all perseverance and intercessory for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given when I open my mouth to make known the boldness of the mystery of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in change. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. You may be seated. You notice this, this text here talks about praying. So here's your big idea this morning. Prayer is our lifeline to God. Catch that. It's your lifeline. Uh, therefore, we must have an active and effective prayer life. If you, if you understand the power of prayer, if you recognize how powerful it is and what it can do in your life, the question is, how active and how effective is your prayer life? Because if, if you, as a believer, go, it's the, one of the most important things I can do in my day, then how active are you praying? What does that look like? Well, this morning I gave you some bullet points to look through. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about what prayer is this morning. So, first thing I want you to catch is, is prayer is how you, and the first one is access God's power. Prayer is all about accessing God's power. It's about acknowledging that God has the power, the ability to change things. Do you believe that God in, in his power can change the course of history? Okay, wait, let, let, let's time out. This is, this is our response time. Do you believe God has the power to change the course of history? Yes. So the question is, how are we accessing that power? If he can change the course of history, and he knows all things, then are we praying for God to work? For his kingdom to come here on earth as it is in heaven as Jesus taught us to pray. One of the, one of the things yesterday was I spent some time watching some college football. And I always like college football, college basketball, you know, like it all. But oftentimes you see players with Philippians 4.13 on it. And you know what Philippians 4.13 says. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Right? Who's the him? Christ. I can do all things through Christ. If, if, if it is Christ who gives us the power, then one of the things we have to recognize is prayer is how we access God. Second thing you see is it, prayer is how we bind the enemy. There's this moment where we come to the enemy and we realize the enemy is true. The Bible tells us that the Satan roars around like a roaring what? Lion. I don't know what I would do 
if I found myself standing in front of a lion, probably pee myself. But there are moments when I'm afraid of, of, of smaller things. Ants. No, I'm not afraid of ants. Uh, unless they're fire ants, I guess. But we scream over things like that. I was cleaning out a garage one time for a church, my home church, and I moved something, and there was a skunk. I didn't think I could run that fast. I never looked back until I got in the building. I don't know where he went. I know where I went. We run from those types of things, but Satan is a roaring lion. Fierce. And we need to be praying to bind the enemy. Uh, Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6, he tells us to lead us not into temptation, but what? Deliver us from the evil one. And Jesus teaches us to pray to be delivered. It gives us the, the understanding that we need to be binding our enemy. So we need to Prayer gives us access. Prayer binds the enemy. And then thirdly, uh, prayer covers God's people. God's people. God gives us an opportunity to pray for one another. And we see over and over in the scriptures, in fact, there's, there's, if you were to look, you could see all these one another's through scripture, reminding us to pray for one another. To love one another. Over and over. Jesus sets the example in Luke chapter 22 when he looks to Peter and he says, But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Jesus is praying for Simon Peter. And he's called us to do the same to one another. So prayer is all about those things. Accessing God's power, binding Satan. And it's also about covering one another. And so the second thing you see there is, is what prayer involves. Prayer involves speaking to God. That's really what it is. It's a, it's a time for us to speak to God. It's a time for us to approach God. And it's interesting, when you read Scripture, you see people over and over approaching God. Oh, sometimes God approaches them like, like he does at the fiery bush. But you look at Daniel going to his room. We used that text last week, continuing to pray. Over and over, we even see Jesus when he's here on earth Going to a place privately to, to pray, to speak to God. So what, what does that look like? Well, we use this acronym ACTS, but the first one is adoration. We give praise to God. God is good, amen? Why not tell him? Well, why not tell him? Now, if you're a person who sees the glass half empty, that's a hard thing for you to do. Because you see all the things in the world negatively. But God is good. 
As we walk outside today, we see the sunshine. We see the creativity of God. We see, we see the things of God creating the seasons. We give God praise we got out of bed this morning. Do you know how many people didn't? And sometimes we, we have difficult things that happen to us. We get cancer or sickness, but God is still good because he's got us right where he wants us. The second thing, when you talk about praying, it's adoration. Then there's confession. This is the thing we don't really like very well. We'll, We just slip this line, Father, forgive us for our sins. But, But when you do that, is there a moment when you think about that sin? And do you ever confess it? Lord, forgive me the way I talked to the, the person who took our order. They're just trying to do their job. I don't even know what day they're having, but I didn't make it much better. Uh, Father, forgive me for the way I treated my children. Father, forgive me for the way, way I've not helped my wife for when we confess, it's about acknowledging what's, what we've done wrong. Oh, the blanket, Father, forgive me, is oh fine, but you're not thinking about the confession. You're just saying a line. When we truly pray and give adoration, and then there's this confession, there's this acknowledgement of what we've done wrong. Do you know somebody who hates to be wrong? Do you know somebody who hates to admit that they're wrong? They've got a hard time confessing. If you know that in somebody, then don't be that way yourself. And sometimes it's easy for us to see it in somebody else and not so much in our own life. So you've got, when you talk about acts, you've got, you've got the adoration, confession, then there's the thanksgiving. You have a lot to be thankful for. We live in America. We, we Suzanne Miles in the state, state uh, uh, Senate House help us live in a place that we're allowed to, to do lots of things. We can gather this morning to worship. We can gather as a, a group of people. And we give thanks. Uh, and we should give thanks. Uh, give thanks for one another. Um, give thanks for, 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 for the way God provides. Sometimes, sometimes we're going through difficult seasons and, and we see only the difficulty. We've got still good and we need to see the positive. Um, prayer is not all about telling God what you need. It's acknowledging who he is. It's confessing your, your sinfulness. It's giving thanks for who he is. And then the S for acts is supplication. Those are the needs. There's nothing wrong with going to God and saying, this is what I need. But it's putting things in the right order. It's putting things in the right order to, to tell God, 
hey, you are great and mighty, and I have let you down, but I give thanks for your grace. And in your love, would you help me with this need? That's what it looks like to pray. So it's speaking to God, and then, then there's another piece for this. It's listening to God. I don't know if you've ever been on the phone with somebody who did all the talking and said, okay, goodbye, and you never said anything. Um, but if you ever have, you got off the phone going, oh, wow, what just happened? Is that the way God feels when we pray? Hey, God, here's what I need. Oh, thanks for this. I give you praise. Goodbye. I mean, do you ever sit and listen? Now, if you're like me, that's a hard thing to do. Um, I, I have a hard time turning off my brain. Uh, I can sit in a room quietly, and the wheels are turning so fast I can't keep up with them. And so when I get ready to pray, I can start praying, and I'll go, okay, God, I, I'm just going to be still. I want to hear from you. And about 10 seconds in, my brain goes, oh, don't forget to do this today. Oh, today's your mother's birthday, which it is. I got to still call her. And those things that pop in my brain are, are good things or important things. But they're not the most important. And the enemy knows that, and if he can get you away from listening, then guess what? You'll never hear God. And so prayer is not only speaking to God, but listening to God. So, so let me make this challenge for you this week. Spend time, wherever that might be, listening to God. I don't know what that looks like for you. If, you've got, if, if you're going to travel this week and you've got many miles in front of you, turn the radio off. Say, like, God, I just want to hear from you. And then try everything in your brain to shut down other than watching the road. Probably a good idea you watch the road. And hear it from God. Or maybe you get up five minutes early, ten minutes early, do your quiet time, have your prayer, and then just, just sit still. And just say, God, I, I want to hear from you. What do you want to tell me? And then just listen. And again, if you're like me, that's going to be a difficult task. But if we don't start developing the habit to listening to God, where will we be? Where will his church be? Because if we don't listen to God, we do things on our own. And here's how I can tell you that's going to end up. That's not going very well. So what's God trying to say? Well, we got to listen before we can tell you that. So we've, we've seen the three things. Uh, prayer is how you, prayer involves, and now let's look at the last one. Prayer requires. 
And when we talk about prayer requires, let's go back to our verse. And I want you to see this because it comes right out of this. You read the green. Pray at times in the spirit with prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with perseverance, making supplication for what do you think Paul's trying to tell us there? I think he's trying to tell us that prayer is important. In fact, we read the, the text there, put it on the full armor of God. And if you've got, and I, I'll make a side note here, it's not today's message, but if you want to make that a part of your prayer every day, then do that. You look at it this way. Um, you you you, you get up of a morning and you say, God, I'm about to start my day. I know the enemy will be prowling around. I know that my opportunity to fall is great. And so, Lord, I want to take on, and you begin in verse 13, I want to take on the full armor of God so I can stand. So I can stand firm for you, so I can stand firm in my faith. I want to put on the belt of truth. I want, to, I want to speak the truth. I want to know the truth. I want to have the truth be a part of my life. I want to take, uh, I want, the, I want the, your righteousness to be uh, my, my covering for the day. I want your righteousness to cover me like as I put on clothes. Would you just, would your righteousness be there? Would you put on my feet the readiness for the gospel? Give me shoes to be ready to go wherever you tell me to go. Do what you tell me to do and live the way you want me to live. And then, Father, would you help me to take up the shield of faith? Today there's going to be opportunities and Satan's going to attack. And I just need the shield of faith. I, I need to be able to defend myself from those things would you help me defend when, when Satan wants to get my eyes to go in the wrong direction to look at things I shouldn't look at would you help me to have the shield to, to protect me for that would you allow me to have the shield so that when, when negative thoughts come my way would you give me the shield of faith to be able to defend that and remember your grace and your goodness and then Lord give me the Give me the, the, the sword. Give me the sword so that I can speak and share the gospel. Lord, that's my prayer today. Help me to do that. You can pray that prayer right there. And then in verse 18, Paul says, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayers and supplications. To that end, keep Alert all perseverance, making all supplications for all the saints. So here's, here's what that looks like. First thing I want you to catch in this text is we've got to pray at all times. Pray at all times. So what does that mean? How Paul and other places would say pray without ceasing. What, what does that look like? That looks like having an attitude of prayer. Of getting out of bed and saying, good morning, God. Thank you for your love. And walking with that attitude all day long. Walking in prayer that as you enter a meeting, you're praying. As you're uh, dealing with difficult situations, you're praying. As you're trying to make a decision, you're praying. As 
things go on, you're praying at all times. Now, the second thing we see at this text is that we're to pray in the Spirit. It tells us there, pray, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. In other words, recognize that we're praying to God and our spirit's in tune with His. God, His. And the third thing we see in this text, we're praying with alertness. We're praying with alert. Stay alert. Um, have you ever have you ever not been alert? That's a difficult thing, right? I made the mistake years ago. I was doing a I was doing an all nighter with our students. We used to do these all nighters. We I don't know. We had forty or fifty of them with us that night. We had two buses and a van and. And uh, we were to ice skate from from one in the morning to three, and the ice rink failed to, to show up. And so, you know, you got fifty students and adults. What do you do with them? So I took them to Steak and Shake. Well, it's winter time, so I bought their meal, because they paid to ice skate and weren't. So we bought their meal. Worst thing for me to do at two in the morning is to fill my belly on a cold winter night. I'm in Louisville. We got in the buses to drive back. Our, la- our la- next stop was going to be at um, Fort Knox on their part to go swimming. And I am doing this behind the wheel now that I'm full and warm. And so I stop, and the bus behind me, one of the guys says, what's Ernie doing stopping at the rest stop? He never stops. The guy goes, he's asleep, and he's trying to wake up. I parked as far from there as I could to walk to because I wasn't alert. When we're, when we're not alert, we begin to lose our, our function and our ability. So he tells us to, to pray with alertness. And the last thing he tells us is pray with perseverance. Keep on praying. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking God. Keep on keeping on. That's what prayer is all about. It's about acknowledging who God is. It's about seeking God in all things. And it's about trusting God. How well is your prayer life? How well do you do pray and lift up God? How well do you listen? When I was in high school, uh, it was back 1990, we, uh, our little community had a little parade every summer, and a group of us high school guys decided we are going to put a float in the parade. We stayed up all night long. This was, this, this was comical. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just having a good time all night. We got ready, got the, got the tractor and the wagon all prepped and ready, and um, I was in the line, at the parade line with the tractor and we were so proud of everything when the parade started I was driving the tractor and we got about a mile and a half into the parade and the tractor ran out of gas everybody else went around us our tractor and wagon float never made it to the finish line because we weren't prepared. Sometimes we're that way in our prayer life, are we not? We do all the things we're supposed to do. Oh, we, we're thinking about things. We're trying to get the right thought process. But 
if we never pray and we never seek God and we wonder why we don't see God's hand, it's because we're never prepared. We'd done everything else, but we'd forgot to fill the tractor up with fuel. Don't be that way in your prayer life. Don't be that way in your, your personal life. Start with prayer, and everything else falls into place. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or a prayer request, you can email us at pcbc at pcbco.org.